<laughs> What's up, fuckers of the internet? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to, to a new episode of Two People One Podcast. Either nine or ten. This time, this time it's actually two people. I know. <laughs> Whereas the past few episodes, that the ones that at least that I've seen have been like three people. So, three people, yeah. two people, whatever it is. My monitor's flicking as I'm doing this, so I don't know how stable it is. But welcome everybody to a new episode of Two People One Podcast, nine or ten, I forget which one, with another guest feature. Woohoo! And uh, William, as time of recording, is not here because he is busy right now. It's sadly. Sad. But I'll be interviewing our guest in the meantime. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hello there. I'm Ian of the Winter Society. I call people fuckers of the internet on my channel, and I do covers a lot. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I I've I I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I mean, that intro is like, good enough, man. All right, cool, yeah. fine. So uh, I, this was this was non-consensual. I I am I have a gun to my head. <laughs> no, right. he doesn't. He's only holding up an emoji. So this winter. We need so- to edit that into the video. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm I'm definitely going to. I'm definitely going to. All right. So what exactly is the Winter Society? Um. <laughs> That's that's a hard question, because do you mean in the sense of the real world, or do you mean in the sense of what I view it as, or do you view it in the sense of the IP? Like the IP, <laughs> what, what what is the IP of the Winter Society? Oh, okay, so in the story that is the IP of the Winter Society, it's an organization that is, it's pretty much... Um, a weapons manufacturer that turns into a totalitarian government. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. It's very, it, it's very weird. Like, um, the story is kind of like I haven't figured out all the details yet. I'm getting there though. Swag. This sounds sick already. Uh, on your YouTube channel, it looks like you make music covers. So, like, what genre do you make covers of? Or what exactly do you make covers of? Metal! Yeah! <laughs> Pure metal! Absolutely! Um, metal has always been something um, that I've been crazy attached to since I first started listening to it. Um, like, I've listened to metal at least once a day for the past like six years and i think it really started when like when i was a kid when i was being put to bed by my parents my mother would turn on like a little stereo system in the room for us to fall asleep to music but my dad about a half hour after um she left the room would play Metallica on there. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and I, I just fell in love with it after a while. It, it didn't really bother me. And when I got back into it maybe six or seven years ago, I was like, oh yeah, this is the, this is the tits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you, you played Enter Sandman as the uh, gateway song? Or was it like... Uh, no, the it was actually... It was one. 
from oh, that's a good one. Justice for All. That's it's a, a great good song. One. Go listen to it. If you haven't already, what are you doing with your life? Exactly. Yes. Please. Uh, watch the video and not the live performances. The video tells an amazing story. It's kind of twisted and fucked up, but hey, it's a good one. Isn't it about like the Vietnam War or something? Um, it. it I saw it somewhere yeah, it was like about some sort of war. It's about a soldier who is in Vietnam. He's stationed in Nam, and there is a battle. And because of a landmine, he loses both of his arms, both of his legs, and shrapnel goes into his throat he Ooh. cannot speak and you know he also survives so you'd think it's all good well and good for him but it's the vietnam war they don't have the technology they do nowadays so he just sits in a coma for the rest of whatever his lifespan may be oh i actually never knew that oh boy poor guy it's uh yeah yeah it's not a good time for him <laughs> Not at all. Poor guy. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Now that we know that you like pure metal, uh, what Absolutely. are you some? Of, what are some of your favorite bands? Like, who do you listen to often? Oh boy. Um. Oh no, like, he's gonna give us a list. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna give us one like, of those big shopping receipt lists. Oh, I I I very well could, but um, the main let's ones say like that top I've... five, top ten. I'll go top seven to humor both sides. Oh my gosh. Um, I'd say that Breaking Benjamin is number one. Definitely. Um, please tell me you've my... heard Blow Me Away. As a hardcore Absolutely. Halo fan, please tell me you've heard that song. Sir, where would I be living if I hadn't heard Blow Me Away? Good my man, good man. Just, my father would have given me the boot a long while ago. <laughs> 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 but Good man. Um, yeah, uh, Breaking Benjamin, Disturbed, um, Slipknot is definitely up there. Slipknot. Um, as of recently, Lorna Shore is up there. Oh my definitely. gosh, dude, their EP. Woo! Most recent EP to the Hellfire. Dude, that shit is fire. Have you heard the other songs um, on it? Oh yeah, yeah, I did. Dude. And I Returned to Nothingness, that was a good track too. Um... There's a group called Famous Last Words. They're pretty great. Um, Just saying, Lana Shore finished their fourth album recently. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna review the hell out of that thing. Oh, me too. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's four, including Famous. No, Famous Last Words is number five. I'm getting off track. I <laughs> might have to do ten. <laughs> um. Hey, they're not go, exactly, go with what goes with you, man. They're not exactly metal, but they're a band that I absolutely love. And they can go into any genre, so technically they fit in metal. It's an English alternative band called Muse. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them, but uh, they've done all... They've recently become big. And uh, I've been a fan of them since, like, 2009, like I was five years old when I first listened to one their first song, or at least one of the first songs I had ever heard from them, which is uh, called "Supermassive Black Hole." That's a great um, title. Oh yeah, it's great, and the song is so much better. Um, they have a very unique style. Every single band member, it's a trio, so that's another reason why they're very underrated because you know trios don't get too far in the scene nowadays. 
Um, but Matt Bellamy, the frontman, has a vocal range that is absolutely astounding. He is also the lead guitarist. Um, the bassist has written most of the lyrics, and the drummer is just a breed all his own. Good God, this dude. <laughs> so what you're telling um, me is the lead guitarist is essentially Matt Heafy, but the sequel. Yes. <laughs> Matt Heafy's descendant, we found you! <laughs> um, and probably for number seven is one that everyone knows that I love, Iris. Will Ryan is just a masterful content creator, especially with the Iris stuff. It's impacted my life he for is. five years running now. And even though the current Iris story may be on hiatus or even permanently over, I can still say that it's one of the greatest experiences I've had in music. I think like he said that he was, stuff. uh, he, he's making the story into like novels now or something a couple days yeah. ago on his blog. He, yeah, the, uh, the Will Ryan anthology, I think it's called. Yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but like, at, like, I meant for the music section at the very least. Oh, like, yeah. He said he's done with that for a while. But I seriously can't wait to see if he does more. Like, if he, if in 2023, all of a sudden, Heart of an Artist Resurrection comes out, oh or my something gosh. along those lines, Dude. that'd be that'd be insane if that just dropped all of a sudden. I've seen so many rumors of like, oh, for the fifth anniversary, he's going to release Resurrection. Like, it's been shelved since like 2019, 2020. We don't know when it's coming, but... He, he, he said there would be a deluxe edition, which got transformed into Resurrection in 2018. <laughs> and then we got and, like two songs from it and then just radio silence yeah but if, I mean, if, any, well, if any of you listening haven't checked out Iris yet go check out their latest album Dawn of the Demetrix oh yes oh also check out Amazon Prime that song is amazing oh too. my gosh that <laughs> Amazon Prime cover you did oh my gosh oh oh that was that was fun anyway <laughs> oh yeah my can. It's gonna fall. Oh no. Don't do that. Don't do that. So, being the metalhead you are, with all these inspirations <laughs> and whatnot, are you making any music at the moment? Like, do you have any plans for or music, original music? That is a very complicated question. I have, and, um, hold on a second. I can bring it into like at least sound wise into the recording hear this ah great this music, is bro. this is a physical notebook full of over 120 pages of lyrics holy moly what and it's all for the winter society story all of it 120 pages of lyrics and songs is, is the only is problem like... though the only problem is though i have no way to make it i mean i i've practiced with guitar stuff um my vocals have been eh recently <laughs> um but like i can't mix and master instrumental stuff 
Well, I mean, Though, that's like a whole different league of itself. You f- First off, you got the tracking, and then you got, like, the actual thing, and then you mix it, master it. It's like, oh, how do I get the perfect sound? Though, something may be done soon, thanks to um, um, a person I'm having conversation with. Um, they want to help me with stuff. Um, Ooh. And I'm like, hey, if you can do it, man. If you can do it. <laughs> If you can do it, bro, all good, man. I will pay you oh, yeah. my life debt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely, I would. Because out of what this guy has shown me that he's done just himself, he is he's certified, like, with a mastering degree, music mastering. So oh? he, he's, he's got this shit. <laughs> he's got it down. Uh, yeah, he knows what he's doing, dude. So yeah. what... What actually inspired you to start making like music? Like, what was it? Just hearing Metallica at night? Was it like going, "Hey, all these bands are making great stuff. I want to be like them." Like, what? What? What was your source of inspiration to actually step in and start making stuff like the Winter Society? Um. So that's a very, it's a good question because I never really found a reason until very very recently maybe a couple weeks ago because Hmm. people have like my parents even and my friends have asked me like why do you make covers i mean they're good but like why do you make them like is there like a purpose behind it and i've i've never been able to come up with a reason until very recently and that's that music has always found a way to impact me at least in some way in some way, shape, or form, every single song I've listened to has impacted me. Either it's um, inspiring me to cover it, inspiring me to say, fuck this, I hate it, <laughs> or, or, or something else along those lines. But, like, I've always wanted to create that feeling. That feeling of someone listening to something that I created, someone experiencing something of my own design and having some sort of impact. Like, I don't mean to be all cheesy and happiness and rainbows and shit, I'm not like that, but I've always wanted to feel like I've I've done something that's made an impact for everyone involved. And if that's just making covers, if that means making original material, if that even's bringing my stuff to whole new mediums, like even a game, because I want to do that. I want to make the Winter Society story into either a game or a book. That would, that would honestly be sick. And like, I don't, I don't mean to like distract like from the main question, but I find that cool. I was just like, you want to recreate the number one. You want to recreate like the feeling of like someone listening to a song for the first time, and then going like, "Wow, that was sick." Yeah, listen to it again, and it's like. I'm pretty sure, like, every musician wants to, like, try and encompass that feeling because it's like a one-at-a-time thing. You hear a new song, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I found something new to add to myself. And then... Yeah, and and whether that be the, oh, my God, this is such an amazing song, like, it's either that feeling or the ew <laughs> kind of feeling. I don't care which one it is. I just want to make some sort of an impact and if that means everyone is gonna hate my stuff fuck it i'll do it (laughs) yeah 
And then there's like the and, middle part of the U where it's like, oh my gosh, those pig squeals. Ah! <laughs> I don't do pig squeals. I consider it cheating. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you're cheating, you Will Ramos. <laughs> hey, Will Ramos is cheating the game. That's snorting, not <laughs> squealing. Big difference there. Snorting, pig squealing, whatever. And uh, Will Will Ramos catchphrase become the pig. <laughs> What if what if he just eats steak like every time he tries to do that? Like every time he's gonna picture us, you're like, hmm, you know, I need to embody a pig. Chef, cook up some pork for me, will you? Actually, wait, is pork even from a pig? Pork is, steak is not. Okay, good, good. I got it right. All right. Or you could have just said bacon. Bacon is the better option. Oh yeah, true. Then cholesterol. <laughs> But I'm no health doctor, so I don't know who. Anywho. <laughs> uh, yeah. A Winter Society game. That would be interesting. Like, do you know... What genre would it exactly be? Would it be like an RPG? Would it be like a, a first-person shooter I, I, or something? I don't think it would be a shooter necessarily. I would want it to be something along the lines of Until Dawn. Or like Detroit Become Human or something like that. Something that has several different outcomes to the game that are completely different, unlike Until Dawn, where it leads to the same kind of thing, but... You want it to branch out like a Telltale game. Yeah, yeah, more so like that. Because um, I've always been fascinated by the cinematic choices games, mm -hmm. where every little minute thing that you do impacts the story one way or another. And I think that's so cool. Like and expanding I think the on the butterfly effect. Yeah. And with the Winter Society, I think it... I don't know. I'll have to think of <laughs> about it. Like, what it would be like. Maybe I'll share more on the channel when the time comes that I have a good idea. But I would have to get the equipment to be able to do something like that, of course. Because yeah, it, I would want it, it to be... It can, it can cost a lot for game development. Oh, yeah. Heavy, heavy money. <laughs> <laughs> money, 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 money. <laughs> Mr. Krabs. Gosh dang it, he found me! He's gonna take my money for my taxes! <laughs> uh... Right. Getting getting back to the uh, the music part instead of Mr. Krabs somehow showing up here. By the way, Krabs, I'm not buying another Krabby Patty, so stop asking me. Um, how old were you when you wrote your your uh, first song? Do you remember? The first one. Oh my God. Ah, that was roughly. So I'm 18 now. So. My first song would have been when I was 11. I wrote the lyrics, and I tried to add pitch to it. Dear Lord knows I tried. <laughs> but everyone else knows that it didn't work. <laughs> oh, I had no, wow. I, have n I had no concept of what notes, like, correct notation like correct pitches i had no comprehension of how to make a song i do i do a lot better now 
And I thank God for that. Because, like, if my voice, my talent was like it was then, Lord Whoa. help all of my listeners. <laughs> yeah. Not a good time. Not a fun. Oh my gosh. 11 gonna, years. Gonna... Wow. You see all these people do, oh, I started, a, I started a band when I was 14. I started a band when I was 15. Hey, bros! Try 11! I mean, it, it was... And the most, the most interesting thing about it was that it was a fairly long song, too. Like... He's gonna say eight minutes, isn't he? Like, even... <laughs> even now, I look at it and what kind of instrumentals would be there... And how the voice flows in the song. And I I think it would be like a six to seven minute song. Oh my gosh, I was one off. Because like, I, I don't know how it came about. But like, during the ages of like nine to 14 was a very, very bleak point in my life. I'm just going to go off on a tangent if you don't mind here. I don't care. But, like, it was a very bleak point in my life, and I had to get some kind of outlet. Games weren't exactly doing it for me. I was kind of, like, I was on that stage where, like, I enjoyed playing them, but they would get old after a while. Yeah. Like, I'm, after a little yeah, bit. Uh, I'm kind of like that now. Like, I used to play games all the time, and I was just like, eh. Yeah. Um, my brother, who I used to just mess around with all the time. He was growing a bit distant because um, he was going through his own shit and so was my older sister. Um, like, my whole family was just kind of going through their own shit, so we were really all left on our own to deal with our shit. And Ooh. that wasn't really made better with the financial situation at the time. Um, so... My parents were gone a lot out of the house, and it was just us kids in the house. And I had to get some way to get my feelings out. And I made the like the first draft to, at that time, it was a seven-page, just seven pages of straight lyrics called Holy. Why Can't I See? And I've, I've always wanted to adapt that into a song. Like, since I first wrote it, I've always wanted to. But again... I've never been able to mix and master instrumentals. And I hope to at least do something with it uh, with the Winter Society stuff. I hope to do something with it. You... I collapsed just right there. Uh, you will, you'll definitely find something to do with it. Like, all the ideas you have, if it doesn't work out the way you want, it can, it can work out in some way. You just gotta, like... F like try different ideas like you like you have one idea okay branch that off into two you got two new ideas yeah you can branch that off into two different things and it just builds on itself yeah. and then eventually I, I you mean, know when you find I the mean, right with how go on um i'm i mean with how ambitious the winter society project is just at a surface level i'm pretty sure there's something i could do with it maybe in input it into the ost for a game um, maybe reference it in the in a book if I make one, but I'll sh I'm pretty sure I'll find something to do with it. And if not, like referencing it, I will make it because I've again I've always wanted to. 
That I would honestly love to see that happen. Like music form, OST form, that'd be awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah. The uh, the planned questions I have kind of uh, this one was already answered a while back, but I might as well change it up. Um, we know the Winter Society has a story. Do we know what it's about? Like, can you can you give us like a slight <sighs> preview of what it's about or? Um, it's, it's very, very hard to explain because at the moment I have three arcs to the Winter Society story. Um, three or four, maybe five. Shit. (laughs) The more I'm expanding this thing, the more I'm figuring it out and the more I'm just trying to make it fit together in a, in a good way. Because out of what I've made, it's very big, but it starts with a man named Jack Walker. I've always wanted to do something with that name definitively because I don't know if anyone even on my channel knows this. When I was a little boy, (laughs) back um, in my day, in about fifth grade, so, like, I started writing when I was very young. I started, like, doing story stuff at, like, eight but it wasn't good. Um, <laughs> but the first, like, genuinely appealing thing to my mind that I did for a long time was a series called The Dark Times, where it was a series of characters being pushed into fandoms that I really liked at the time. And they were just little short stories, but the first one was of the Five Nights series. Hey, the day we're recording this, Security Breach has released. Oh, yeah, way. that is People. true. The day we're recording this, the new FNAF game is out. Yeah. I forgot and about I that. Actually, I might check it out later. And I and I actually think that's insane because this thing is fucking 80 gigs. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> 80 it's gigabytes, huge. dude. Whoa. That's more than Halo Infinite. Wait, sh- no shit. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Halo Infinite what? right now, right now, Halo Infinite, I think, with the campaign and the multiplayer and the high-rise textures is around, like, 32 gigabytes. Oh, damn. <laughs> Steel Wolves going all out, but... Dude, they um, are. Good for back, Steel back, back to the Back to the topic, um, as, like, I wrote a story that was of a character named Jack Walker, who originally was a math teacher. And he, he just, he, he loses his job and then he gets employed at Freddy's and a whole bunch of other things spiral into a big thing. It, it was, it was a mess, but it was a cool mess at the time that I just, I love doing, but I've, I've redone his character over and over to try to find something that I really, really liked. And I think this is the alteration that I really like. Him and the Winter Society story. The Winter Society story starts out with him, you know, trying to make a legacy for himself. Kind of what I'm trying to do with the character. Like, cement him into something... That can leave a lasting impact. Yeah. And he's trying to make something that'll impact the world better than his father did because his father was the mayor of a small town 
and his father was um very cold like he was a good leader for the town but he was very cold aggressive he didn't take shit from anyone obviously because he was the mayor but like he ran things like a sweatshop it wasn't it wasn't good for anyone in the town or at least that's like that's what was viewed from the outside perspective but everyone in the town was kind of like manipulated into thinking that they were doing the right thing by this guy and jack walker is this guy's son and he 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 dies very soon no like earlier before the story begins and he wants to cement his legacy father so he he forms what begins as like researching like like researching like how the mind works and he tries to like he tries to like change the outlooks of people in the town because they've been affected by his father in the past so um through that he gains funds he he builds up a bigger um he builds up a bigger like organization and he calls it the society of the evening star because he wants to like the metaphor for the evening star is reminding everyone in the town that there is like a light above them that's watching over and like, it's not just darkness is... from the uh, from the cold mayor, from Jack's dad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry about that. If you quit dropping your phone, up. son. <laughs> um. But it starts with that, and further in, along in the story, he kind of he runs it like a business, obviously. But he eventually finds out that going through this process. Um, of like researching uh, medical stuff, he begins to get sick, and he eventually finds out that he is diagnosed with a terminal cancer. No. <clears throat> and he has to appoint a successor for the society to keep the legacy going, and that turns to the character Evan Michaels. <clears throat> now he's a character that is very. Like, Jack feels that he sees a lot of himself inside of Evan when he was a child. He feels that Evan is very, like, he has a lot of potential. He just needs a step in the right direction. He needs a step forward, someone to guide him through that. So, <clears throat> Evan and Jack, you know, um, at least in Jack's mind, become fast friends. And Evan's eventually appointed as the successor of the society. But all I can say is this, that Evan has his own agenda now that he is the successor. <laughs> and what I'm, what I'm really planning for this story is that it's, like, at least for the albums... Think of it as a Broadway performance, like very character driven, very like very place driven and character driven. But that's metal. really good though, how you're building on the characters in the world because character development is so critical to having like memorable characters and a good story. Oh yeah. Um I got a lot of the character development stuff from 
um, just several stories that I've read and heard of over the years. One of the main ones, um, like, I mean, the idea for it being a character-based story came from the band Famous Last Words that I've stated before. Um, and their f very first album, Two-Face Charade. It's a great album. If you, if anyone here, like, watching this, if you are, or <coughs> listening to this on the Spotify page, has, hasn't heard this album, please do. I even put a cover of it on my channel. Insert self-promo here. <laughs> Pause the damn podcast and go listen. <laughs> we can wait. But it's... It's a crazy story, and I I heavily encourage anyone who loves metal and loves a good story to go listen to it. Well, I, I love metal, and I love I a good story, so I don't think I got oh, options yeah. after this. <laughs> this has been a great interview. By the way, fellas, I don't think you know this, but uh, I'm in this story, too, so this is going to be exciting to see how fast I get my head chopped off in this story. Your official saboteur. Anyway, with that being said, what are your plans for 2022 and potentially beyond? Oh, man. Plans for 2022. That's a great question. I have already... Um, um, I've put myself in the shoes of mainly covering three... Um, like three groups of artists or artists um obviously i'm continuing with the iris cover project which yeah. um the dawn of the dimitrix cover album w was received very well and at least the definitive version i don't like the original one that i did because it didn't have eq and that just kind of mm. made it fall flat in every sense of the word but I plan to do Iris, um, my buddy Sammy's collection of Lone Wolf music. Um, ah, so his stuff is Fox? great. Yes, him. He's a um, cool guy. Oh yeah, he is. He's really, he's really cool. Um, he's done, he's done some Iris covers. He's done some. He's he's focused mainly on, like. He's very well versed in the nerdcore community, but he doesn't go out of his way <laughs> to like be in the center of the scene, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm also covering some of the stuff from Famous Last Words. Another, again, band I've mentioned. Again, pause podcast. Listen to band. Come back. <laughs> that is law. Um. But um, there's also is a very recently another band that I'm going to be um, covering stuff from. I, I hope to release something for the Winter Society in terms of music next year. That's that's a one that's for sure. But there's another band that I've been getting into. They're called Hallocene. And th their original stuff is based off heavily for like bringing awareness to mental health and they put out their first ep called vita nova and i want to cover that collection because i think their message needs to be heard um 
Definitely, especially song. in today's society. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I might. There's actually a track coming very soon this month. I plan to release it on Christmas. I've posted a preview for it. It's called "When Demons Come to Life," and that song specifically is it. It describes the feeling of being trapped in your own head, like if you struggle with depression or anxiety or PTSD or any of that, like it's the feeling of being trapped in your head and you just can't break free and you always view yourself as a bad guy That in any given situation. That, okay, you're going to have to send me that later. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. Definitely. Um, the track is coming out on Christmas Day, so that'll be my Christmas gift to the Winter Society followers. Yeah, free Christmas <clears throat> gifts. Uh, yeah. Every Christmas is a good Christmas with free gifts from your boys. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I got. That sounds pretty exciting. I know the Barracks plans have amazing plans, and we hope to have you back on here like another time for like a hu- like a huge episode, maybe. Like where we oh, have hell like. A, yeah. like Actually, I'm just thinking of this now. What if we like took, like, the f- like f- like each five guests we have, we take them and we have them compete in some sort of like fun little activity. That would be sick. Or we have like a a game a mm. teapot game night with them. That'd be cool. Like That'd like, be like something sick. like uh, Jackbox. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd something awesome. like that. That that'd be kind of sick. That would be. Oh, that would be. Of course, the uh, the way we'd put out our screens would be a bit difficult but anyway <laughs> i mean yeah i guess maybe but we can probably work it out Is we can figure it out editing? if we meet the deadlines because i am known in my own community for never meeting deadlines <laughs> <laughs> i say one thing and, and then me, i think another and, and me, oh my gosh i can't meet it you and me both buddy you and me both mm, you and me both already <laughs> That's it for all the questions I got and for the interviews. Is there anything you want to self-promote before we uh, tie up the knot? Um, well, uh, go check out the YouTube channel, of course. Um, that, that's a requirement for all you listeners, by the way. <laughs> uh, personally, I recommend um, some of the more recent pieces that I've put out. Namely, um, Too Dangerous. That cover is probably one of my best mixes i've ever done um i'm i'm kind of hold on hold on totally not gonna look at the channel (laughs) (laughs) um because i'm feeling kind of just out of it right now i was almost about to record and then i was like oh shit we gotta do the interview (laughs) so i was i'm kind of like i'm kind of out of sorts right now oh no don't worry about it it's fine um, uh, the Two Face Charade cover album. That is a definite requirement for people. Like, if you want to see what I can do, like in metal stuff, go to that because that just it goes hard, it goes fast, and just boom, boom, boom. Blast Every beat. single track is so unique. In one of the songs, yes. <gasps> and yes. At, and as of very recently, the remastered Peace Be Thy Name cover. That's a very, like, that's another requirement. 
because that cover took four months of remastering. Oh my <laughs> gosh. The dedication. I would give up after like the first week, dude. Oh my gosh. Four months like, of remastering. Like, cause I've I've been updating my EQ settings for a couple months now. That's and fair. Normally every... when you update your EQ, you want to have it finished so that you can get out the best version of your product. But as soon as I think I get it better, I find some way to revamp the EQ in another way. Oh. So I've just been oh, no. pulling out. Like, I've just been doing this all over again for so long. But, yeah. Peace it's finally name, here. That... Absolutely. And, oh, the other thing that I can uh, say is coming out. Um, wait, can you hear me? Yeah, Sorry. I can hear you. Okay, my system is being a bit weird at the moment. Not now! <laughs> Don't you blue screen on me now! <laughs> it's not going to be like that. But <laughs> another thing that is guaranteed to be coming next year is a project that I'm dubbing Freddy's Final Megamix. It is a celebration of the songs based from Five Nights at Freddy's, like the fandom. And Ooh. I want for it to release today, next year, on the one year anniversary of Security Breach. 12, and, 16, 22. And for it, I plan to be at least 20 tracks from Ooh. all across the fandom. This will be awesome to hear. I definitely, you know, heard me I definitely know there's going to be some DA Games songs on there. And you heard me right, listeners. I said at least 20. Wait, what? Wait, what? At least? At least. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Gentlemen, I'm, lock down YouTube. I'm Don't let me get above 20. I'm estimating 35 at the most. Holy crud. So, so between 20 and 35. That is and, awesome, dude. And I want to say, like, the channel has four of them up right now. But there are actually... Ten of them finished. I just oh. haven't put them out yet. I'm a lazy fuck. <laughs> Me too. Don't worry. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, yeah. So there you have it, everybody. It. Ian of the Winter Society interview is complete. Make sure to check out our merch store down on Teespring. Keep listening to our podcast, fellows, because this is going to be the best podcast you will ever hear in your lives. The most craziest, <laughs> the most insaneest. I sound like an animaniac right now. Is there anything anything you want to outro with? Like your famous catchphrase. <laughs> you may want to go see an ear doctor, kids. And with right, that, everyone, that is T-Pop Episode 9. We'll catch you later.